What photo editing software is best for beginners who want to get serious? Hi and welcome to episode 126 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. No, definitely no Google required for this episode. Sorry Google, no offence. Do you want me to answer your photography question? Get your thinking caps on, more on this at the end. Before I do the answer a bit, I managed to get the first line wrong there, so um, (laughs) not a great start, but it can only go better from here. So here is, in English hopefully, the answer a bit. The best software for beginners who want to get serious with their photography is Lightroom. Lightroom has been designed by Adobe for photographers. In Lightroom, you can store, organize, edit and publish photos all in a logical way. You can get desktop or cloud versions, which integrate with mobile devices. Right, that's my answer. I know not everyone will agree. And if this sounds like an advert for Adobe, all I can say is that Lightroom is what I use and I have been paying for it with my own money since 2007. I'm still paying for it now at the time of this recording in June 2022. I'm saying that because in June 2028, (laughs) Adobe might have noticed me and thought, actually, we can sponsor him. So I've got to cover myself. So I'm a paying customer, okay? But I understand I need to justify my answer. And I know there are other great photo editing software packages out there. And I use a couple of them for a couple of things. but, But Lightroom's what I use all the time. If I could edit all the photos from a shoot in Lightroom only, then I am a very happy jappy. Right then, let's just talk about Lightroom for a bit. The modules. Well, Lightroom split into modules, and these allow you to split the organising and editing of your photos, and it just makes sense. I import my photos into Lightroom, and I do all the organising and stuff in the library module. And I do all the editing stuff in the develop module, which is split into panels. Like I say, it just makes sense, it's logical. And you can hide the modules that you don't use and you can also hide the panels that you don't use within a module and you can organise them so they suit how you edit your photos. Which I did, which has never really worked properly because I keep on forgetting. I'm so used to things being where they used to be that when I put things like the transform panel at the top, I'm always hunting for it now so I need to put that back. Good reminder, Rick. Okay, so the library module. Well, I have a single Lightroom catalogue. This might sound a bit scary. This is where the photos are stored. They're not in the catalogue. The catalogue refers to where the photos are stored. And in my case, the file structure is a conventional Windows file structure. So my photos are organised like any other digital files. And if you think about it, why wouldn't they be? And this took a long time for me to work out. But I'm not going to go into that now. I have 84,055 photos in a single Lightroom catalogue and I can find anything quickly and easily and that's without any of these funky apps that you can get. Right, develop module. Well, developing photos is a visual breeze. I mean, I I love editing photos in Lightroom. I, I genuinely do. All you need to do is play with the sliders and anything that you do can be undone. I mean, whilst it sounds really simple, it's super clever and it's incredibly powerful software. Now, the next bullet point (laughs) is metadata. And this is what I've written. I was going to talk about metadata, but stop myself. Too boring for this episode. Too right. And I still agree with that since writing it. Customization, where you can customize the appearance of Lightroom. I've done this so that all I see on my screen is the stuff that I used. I touched on that earlier. 
panels and modules that I don't use, they're not there. They're hidden. Perfect. Automation. This is a biggie. There are automations built into my workflow that save me loads of time, but that's not at the expense of editing each photo individually, which is what I do for every client shoot. Keyboard shortcuts. Well, these save save me loads of time as well. Now, I've been using Lightroom so much and for so long that they're now instinctive, easy for me to say. And they help me get around Lightroom so quickly and do things really quickly. They're brilliant. Future episode coming up, I sense. So exporting, well, my photos all live in a single Lightroom catalogue and they only ever leave there when I'm going to publish the photos or issue them to a client. And exporting is dead easy too. There's loads of presets and you can customise them to your own and that's what I've got. I've got a range of export presets. I just select one of them, choose a folder, job done. Backup. I create a backup when I import photos into Lightroom. So the the raw photos from the memory card, they go into another place and I keep that until I've formatted the memory card. This is a built into Lightroom. It's another automation. I'd never think about it. I back up the hard drive with the single Lightroom catalog in it. And I also back up the hard drive, which has actually got the photos on the separate things. They're not the same. And the point is, as all the photos are in a Lightroom catalogue, it's easy to back up the catalogue and the photos. I don't want to get into that. We might complicate things when I'm trying not to. Speed and reliability. Well, Lightroom's quick and reliable these days. I mean, yeah, there was a time when it wasn't. (laughs) And that's when I had a serious job on with loads of, with, with multiple shoots, which I had to get done at the same time. So it was a bit of a problem. That was 2017, 2018, I think. But since then... Adobe have done some some big fixes and it's I can't remember having a problem with Lightroom since then which isn't bad now in 2022 is it it's fast it's reliable and it just works plugins there are loads of plugins I used to have loads of plugins but not anymore I've got rid of them all I'm I'm in the um I'm in the stripped back uber efficient phase of my photography career anything I don't really need I just get rid of so I've got no plugins anymore There are loads of them, nothing against them, just not for me. And if you're getting Lightroom, don't get plugins, learn Lightroom first. Then get whatever plugins you want, just learn it first. Training, well, there's lots of online support for Lightroom. Sorry, I'm going a bit croaky here. Absolutely loads of it, and Adobe Help is a pretty good place to start, and it's normally my first port of call. Logical, well, Lightroom's been created in a logical way, which I get. My notes say logic. Lightroom has been created in a logical way. And I've just realized that I haven't done a spell check on this script. So I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll update it as I go. I won't bother you with most of them. The old one might slip through the edit. Cost. You have to pay for it. I pay £9.98 a month for Lightroom. And that also gets me Photoshop thrown in. The full blown version of Photoshop. It gives me cloud storage and other good stuff. No layers. Lightroom doesn't have layers, and I don't miss them. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then good. Um, <laughs> risk of getting um, getting called out here. We photographers can manage without layers. Now, this is one of the things that I say that gets the most reaction from people who use layers and can't survive without them. I don't understand them. I can't get my head around them, and I don't use them, and I don't know why you need them. So it's just me, I think. The talky bit. I was wondering what my answer was going to be. I can't just say Lightroom, can I? Is my answer a lazy answer? Am I selling out to Adobe? No, not at all. And what about all that other photo editing software out there? Well, I don't use it. And in my podcast, I teach you what I know and what I do. And that's how I'm comfortable with what I'm saying to you. 
Sure, I could have done some research and come up with a paragraph on every other piece of photo editing software, but that's not the point. That's not what I do, and that's what, well, you could do that if you wanted to. No, I use Lightroom, and I'm telling you why. I use Photoshop to remove stuff, and Luminar when I need to change the sky in a photo. But that's it. So this was, in the end, it was a nice easy one for me to do. It just took me a while to realise it. Quick Lightroom history lesson here. So I started using Lightroom with version 1, and I've still got the original CD. So I started editing photos on a PC at the same time that Lightroom was first released, back in 2007. And I've been using it ever since. It, it was the right thing at the right time for me. But what about, what about the elephant in the room, if you don't mind me saying so? The cost. Well, I pay $9.98 a month for Lightroom, and I get Photoshop thrown in. Personally, I think that's a bit of a bargain, and I am more than happy to pay this every month and have done since um, they went subscription-based. When I first bought Lightroom, it cost about 150 quid, and that was back in 2007. And there was an update every, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, which meant you had to buy a new version. And now I pay £9.98 for Lightroom, and I get Photoshop as well. And Lightroom Mobile integration. Lightroom Mobile's free, but you've got to get the photos from a PC to... Well, you know what I mean. And there's other good stuff included. And let's not forget, back in 2007, I think Photoshop, it cost about 500 quid. 500 quid for Photoshop, 150 quid for Lightroom, and that's 18 months covered. Or 9.98 a month. Easy, isn't it? Okay, defence over and back to the point. Lightroom's broken down into modules and you import, organise and edit photos in a logical, understandable way. That is why Lightroom is the best photo editing software for beginners, in my opinion. And there are no layers. I could go on a lot about this. I could go on, but I won't, okay? What do I do? Well, all my photos are organised in a single Lightroom catalogue. I edit my commercial photos in Lightroom and I use Photoshop to remove stuff when I need to and Luminar to change the sky when I need to. And that's it. That is all I do. Seriously, that's all I do. And I don't spend forever editing photos. I just do what I need to do and move on. Now, I used to. Um, I'm, th- I'm through that now, thankfully. The last word. If you don't want to use Lightroom, that's fine. Just fine. For whatever reason. But whatever is your photo editing software of choice, learn that inside out. Don't do what I did. I'm going to go on a bit here. I got Lightroom. I got... I'm not going to name them, actually, because that would be unfair to them because I bought software that I didn't like and I wasn't very good with and I got rid of it. I got lots of different programs, but I never learned how to use any of them properly. And that's why I don't want to talk about them because I don't know them. Next episode, continuing with the photo editing theme, which I'm enjoying tremendously. Episode 127. How did I get to 127? How do you actually get started (laughs) with this photo editing malarkey thing? I'm not sure where that title came from. I might have been having a moment there. That might be wine influence, that one. Do you want me to answer your questions? You're not limited to one question. Not with me, not on my podcast. Oh, no. My podcast has been created to answer your photography questions and not mine. So please get in touch with your question. And when I answer it, I'll give you a number of shout outs in that episode. I might actually mould you into the script of the episode. You never know. And don't forget, that will exist forever in podcast land. Is that a thing? Not sure. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start, where you can also find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me. 
Right, this episode was powered by, um, well, a bag of cheese and onion crisps. Home crisps, as I like to call them. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to previous episodes and you can find out. No cheese sandwich this week. Nope, no cheese sandwich, just a bag of crisps. I'm about to do that in a minute. But those crisps were washed down with a nice cold Diet Pepsi. Sat in my newly improved homemade acoustically enhanced recording emporium. Duvet coat's gone. Second and third fleecy blankets have gone. Cushions have been introduced. That's the upgrade. And it's working a treat. Okay, I'm done. Enough about crisps and cheese sandwiches and cushions. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here, and for giving me 10-ish minutes of your valuable time. I look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions in future episodes. Now, in the end, that was quite an error-free episode, so I'm quite impressed with that. Take care, stay safe, cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight-talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.